You see, people don't understand. You can leave with passion first, and you can go to a dead end. Right. Yeah. Right? Music was a passion. Soccer was a passion. Dead end. Dead end. Right. But purpose was something where God was saying, "Nah, this is what I need you to do. I need you to help my kids, help my people." Right. And I grew to love it so much it became a passion. So after the purpose, and you find your calling, you find your purpose, then comes the passion because now I'm passionate. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Traffic Sales and Profit Show. My name is Lamar Tyler. I'm your host. And check this out. Today we're going to talk about one of the biggest booming, I'm about to say boomingest. I don't even know if that's a word. Boomingest, let's use it. Let's go with it. Uh, industries that you ever have seen, right, in the history of business. And I got with me today, this dude, he go by the Prince of Home Healthcare, right? Josh Newell. And not only is the Prince of Home Healthcare, he is the CEO of New Life Private Care. And he is here today. He got an amazing story. He got an amazing backstory. Um, he's built an amazing business in a very short amount of time. And I asked him, come share with the TSP people, please. And guess what? The brother's here. Thank you, man. What's going on, man? I'm, I'm excited to have you here. Me too, man. I'm excited to be here. We finally made it happen. We were yes, trying to make this happen. I was like, when, when I got the call, I was like, what? All right, cool. Let's, <laughs> let's, get, let's get busy. So, yeah, thanks for having me, man. You and your team. No problem. So, I already know um, for the first few seconds, people like, um, there ain't no Atlanta accent that dude got. Right. right? <laughs> let's, let's, let's start. We're like, like, where are you from? Right. Um, you know, before we get into the business, which the biggest stuff is like, y'all got to, it's going to blow your mind. We talk about this business front in a second, but like, what is your personal story? So I'm from London, okay. London, England, um, small place called Islington, um, which is north of London. Um, amazing place. Very cold. I don't know if you, have you been there before or? Man, October will be my very first time. Really? Uh, yeah. Let me know so I can just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want to, because I'm, yeah. I'm, we're trying to get a lot done while we there well, around. Yeah, 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 we're gonna talk about that. But um, yeah, so you know, London, England's my birthplace, um, representing, um, and yeah, it's what can I say? It's 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 an amazing place, man, for culture. Um, in the sense mm. of it's so multicultural. We have everyone. Going to school there was amazing because growing up, you have. Everyone, you know, different cultures. Like I'm talking like 15 different cultures in one classroom. Wow! So you get to you get the exposure of cultures and learning from you know this guy and that girl and that guy, and it was amazing growing up. Um, I my first love was football and what I guess you guys call it football soccer soccer yeah yeah, yeah. soccer here right <laughs> which is, I'm still yeah I'm still trying to figure out why there's such a change don't do us like that yeah, don't do us like that cool cool but yeah so I was a I was a professional academy football player um for five years um from academy all the way like 14 15 got signed um all the way up to around 2021 for a team called Tottenham Hotspurs um one of the biggest clubs in the world um and that was amazing. So tell me about that. So is that like, because um, around that age, right? So like school school age. Yeah. So is that kind of like a, a junior league to the majors? Was it pro? Like, like what's so, that? So it was semi-pro. Like, what does that look like? From here, because here you have like travel clubs. Yes. And then if you're lucky, you go through college and stuff. Us, we can be signed from young and, and still be paid from like 14. So well, I was signed to the academy um, where they were paying for my expenses to go you know, to school and things like that. Hmm. But um, then you work your way all the way up to the senior level and then to the first team. And first team, you can break through anywhere between, you know, 17, 18 is, is average hmm. then. Um, but now it's like around, you know, 19, 20. So I was, I got signed at 14 years old, very young through the academy. Um, and I was able to, you know, travel so many places, you know, in Europe, um, in England um, as well. And play against different teams, you know, Manchester United and Liverpool and, and Arsenal and, and Inter, Inter Milan in, in, in um, Italy and Barcelona in Spain. And it was just amazing. And, and you have to understand being exposed to that from 14, 15 years old, playing all these tournaments around the world, right, was amazing to me. Because it's like I got exposed to to a quality of life from so young. You know, my, my story is very different. Like I hear a lot of different stories from you know, this and struggling and stuff, but I have to embrace where I came from. And I, mm -hmm. I you know, I, I was exploded to, to 
greatness from from young. From... And was that always your dream? Like, hey, I want to be was, a professional was footballer. My yeah, my dad actually. Uh, that was kind of my dad's dream, and then you know, you, you know, when your father's dream, yeah, it conditions your mind, and and that's the culture in England. Everything is just football, 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 football. Every street corner, it's like churches. Being having a church <laughs> on each corner in America, right? It's like that. Like, everywhere is, is a field. You know, we're playing concrete and stuff like that. Um, so that's all I wanted to do as a as a youth, and it was amazing, man. I had a great time. Um, sadly, I got a bad injury um, when I was about nineteen, twenty. Um, with my knee and that's kind of why I had to step back because the the doctor at the time said if I keep playing on it I'm gonna you know wear out my ligaments and I might not be able to even walk properly um so I had to that was very very um heartbreaking I think that was my first heartbreak man where I couldn't even play yeah I, I was just about to ask you about that because if you're like hey this is a dream I have right this is my big dream and not only you had a big dream I wanted to be professional, but you were on the you were on the path. Yeah, it's like one thing to have a dream. Yeah, that's but you're sitting at the crib watching on TV. Like one day I'm gonna be like Mike, but you ain't playing ball. But literally you're on the path, so it's like things are going the way they should go. But then everything's taken from you all at one moment. Like in that moment, like mentally, what did that what did that do? To Man, you? it it crushed me because, like you just said, it's true. It's not the fact that okay, my contract was up, or you know they they mm -hmm. got rid of me. It was the fact of no, like he's promising, he's going to the to the to the first team, right? Um, I was a lefty, and in the whole entire squad, there was only like two lefties, right? So mm -hmm. they always looked at us as the, pla the the players that had balance to the team, right? If you know football, we have eleven players, and each positions from midfield, defense, all the way to strikers. I was like a left winger, um, and then I went to striker. But I was always, I I always had my position. No one could sub me or like they needed me. So I knew that I had a a good path to going all the way to the top. So. That that day, I never forget it till today. I was I was I'll be honest with you, it crushed me for about two years. Mm. Like two years, I was just out of it. Like when I couldn't play, I, I didn't want to do nothing. I was depressed. I was like, no, nah, I don't I don't want to do nothing else. Like this is because that's all we know over there. We don't know that there's other avenues. We don't. I don't even know about the word called purpose, which we're gonna get into later. Mm -hmm. But because it was a passion for me, so it's like, you know, it, yeah, it was it was devastating, man. As a, as a kid to. To, to you know get a bad injury like that and not be able to what, what do you feel like helped you come out of that um, uh, of that time I think my mom my mom me and my mom's very 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 close um she was my driving force she's she's from originally from Jamaica um so I don't know if you know in a Caribbean background um in a household you can't be sitting on your you know, your your butt doing nothing. <laughs> Y'all be having my jobs. Y'all be having yeah, my jobs. Yeah, I get it, you know. I didn't want to say it. I heard it. I seen it on TV, you know so, what I'm saying? Yeah, it was a case of, all right, she was like, all right, son, pick yourself up. You ain't going to be sitting here doing nothing, right? So you either go and get a job, mm. right, and work long hours, or you go and pick something else that, you know, you, you have many gifts. I'm sure, you know, God gives us many gifts. He'll just give you one gift. It's for you to be able to take the the gift that God gives us and we'll put it inside you and execute on that. Um, so I was out for a couple of years, like I said, and my mom bugging me, bugging me, bugging me. I didn't, from a young, I never had the knack to, I've worked jobs and stuff, little here and there, but I kept leaving every like three months or every six months. And I'm like, why am I not settled in? Like, I'll be working my way up to like supervisor or manager and stuff like that. And very quickly. And I just wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy. So I stumbled upon, uh, music, right? mm -hmm. then this is going to be weird because it's very rare to see a sportsman go into the music. Correct. Yeah. Right. It's very rare. You have very hard to see and, and become successful. At I'm going to say that's the hard part because yeah. they be going. Right. They, they just be trans. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I stumbled on that from, again, London and still today is about sports and music culture were very tight and very small back then. So I stumbled um, on music. And just watching certain, you know, groups, rappers and singers and things like that do their thing. And, and it was amazing for me. It was amazing. I wasn't even that much exposed to American music so much, um, but it was just our local, you know, people mm -hmm. in the time um, that was, was killing it. And I wanted to do that, man. It, it felt like therapy for me. Like, wow, the way they put rhymes together and this and that. And so I wanted to get into that. So again, I, I didn't know how to. Mm -hmm do music. I didn't know how to rap. I didn't know if it, I had to study that and understand. And the first, I think the first person that made me after like my, like the British, um, artists, I'll say a few names like so solid. You might not know them. You want to, you know, change my name. They kind of inspired me. 
Um, but I think that what really made me want to take it serious um, was watching then Ja Rule. Okay. And Ja Rule, because I love the fact that he could sing and he could rap. And I like to do a bit of singing. I don't think I was the best singer. But I like to put melody in my in my mm-hmm. raps as well. So I love the, the fusion of what he done. So I used to watch a lot of that, um, you know, practice that, practice that until I created my own skill set of, of rapping. Um, and yeah, it became it became it became interesting, man. Like I worked hard with a lot of producers, um, and I kept training, kept training for a couple of years, and yeah, I just I was able to put my first record and I, and I made it to national radio. Mm. My first record just through again networking um, and and just being good at what you know put putting the craft into effect, um, and yeah, it blew up. Fast forward, I was able to do tours. I started supporting, you know, Fifty Cent. Um, in G Unit days, he wasn't as as big as yeah. he was just blowing up the game. Did you let Fifty Cent and G Unit know that you were a big Ja Rule fan? No. Okay, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. No. Make it, okay, yeah, make it sure. Make it sure. I was making. That's, that's very interesting as well, right? That's very. That's that's actually. That's yeah, I'm not a navigate. Well, that was good because I'm trying to think to myself. I don't even think it was publicized that they were beefing in, in as far as in England because when I say I support them, they came over to the UK and what happens is the record labels puts a warm-up um, or support act for all the Americans. So Correct. if American artists come up, they usually uh, put a UK artist to open up the show for them. Correct. So I was yeah. one of those guys, right? Okay. So so yeah, the 50 Cent, the, um, the game, uh, there was Donnell Jones, there was Omarion, there was B2K. Like I was, I was killing it. And and I and every show I'd done, I kept seeing like my fan base grow and grow and grow, and I loved it. But you know what? The main thing I loved about being on the stage was was it it gave me this confidence in me mm-hmm. that if you can perform in front of five, ten, fifteen thousand people without being scared, right? And you don't know if you're going to be booed, you don't know if they're going to throw tomatoes at you, <laughs> or you know. I, I, I just rocked it, man. I, I loved it. I used to I used to do crazy stuff. I used to jump in the crowd, like in the middle of the stage, just jump in the middle of the crowd. And on, now it was just amazing. I had an amazing time. Um, and again, the transition from sports to being a footballer to music was very hard. It was, I would say, a four or five year gap for me to transition, but I'd done it and, and it was epic. And then taking that forward, I was able to go to Europe, Germany, France, Italy and again, so you back traveling again. Well, back you, think, traveling. you think the dream is over, but it's not. It just delayed yes. in the manifesting another form of just being Man. able to do this. Which, yes. which, which is good. I always tell people, um, uh, when I worked corporate, I had jobs where like ninety plus percent of the time I would travel, and I loved it. Like I, I love traveling. I love seeing the country. I love you know going to other countries. Um, but when I got married, I just kind of assumed like yeah, kids like all right that. That part of it was a good run, right? I put my little key on the shelf, yeah, like yeah, you know, it's a good bye. run. Yep. All right, it's over. <laughs> but um, you know, one of the things I always think about that now is that wow, I travel now, um, you know, not as much, but healthily, right? right? As much as I did back then, right? Um, but it's just in different lens, just through my business now, business. right? When I thought like, hey, I'm married, so I can't do it anymore. Dude. Now I travel, but it's just me and Ronnie, my wife. Right. We're traveling together now all yeah. the time, which makes it even better. So a lot of times we think that, hey, like this part of my life is over, but I, I keep saying on these shows, everything we've done in the past leads us up to who we are and where we are today. Okay. And, and that's, that's big. So so you're trying to run a hip hop and everything's going, what happened? Because we're not talking to you today as hip hop artists. Right. So did it get to right. a point where you just hung it up? Did um, something happen? It, it got to a point, and I've done that for like a good 10, 12 years. Wow. Um, it was amazing toward, like I said, done everything. It got to a point though, it got very political. In the music industry, um, there's always a stigma, right, of, of political and, and negative things behind the scenes. And it's absolutely 100% true. There's a lot of things that you have to kind of sacrifice to to do certain things or to get to a certain place. Um, and I just wasn't about that. You know, I'm very, mm-hmm. I'm very pure. I'm a very pure person and I'm very, you know, really close to what I believe in God and stuff like that. So it was going against the principles of what I wanted to do. Um, and not to say for anyone that does do that. Correct, you're right. It just wasn't for it wasn't me. for you. Um, I had tons of contracts on the table from different different um, major, you know. So again, it wasn't the fact of I didn't make it because I did you know, nobody wanted me. It was the case yeah. of like, I just don't really want to do what they want me to do. And one of the things I'll say is just they wanted to control how how I do music. 
And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you scouted me based off the music that you heard, Correct. why would you want to change the form of the music I want to do now just to make it more popular or yeah. pop or whatever when this is my, you know, this yeah. is my lane. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur, a black business owner, and you don't know where to go, if you feel like you're alone, if you feel like you don't have anyone to talk to that gets how you feel or gets the pressures of being a business owner in today's climate, guess what we do? I want to introduce you to the Traffic Sales and Profit Mastermind. Now in the TSP Mastermind, we have a 12 month program that's gonna help you reach your next six, seven or eight figures in business over the course of a year. Now along that year, we have one-on-one -on -one coaching, we have accountability, we have community, we have live events and everything you need in order to reach the next level. For more information, visit us at www.trafficsalesandprofit.com. Um, and I've never understood that. Um, again, it was a risk because then I was thinking to myself, okay, if I'm falling out of love with the political side of, of music, then I'm going to go back into that state again of I don't know what to do. And that's what I was thinking while you were saying it, because this seems like the second major life shift, mm -hmm. but on different terms. Because the first one was kind of like you didn't have anything to do with it. Right, right. It was just like, hey, how the cards kind of right. shake out. But this one, you exit on your own terms. Yes. But did So how do we get from that and exiting that to you getting here in the States? Perfect. So... I've always, I have a lot of family in the States, uh, you know, New York, Georgia, a few other places, Jersey. So, and where did Jamaicans be? Yeah, everybody in the States. They're all selling all Jamaican hot spots. Exactly. I know about the Jamaican hot spots. Yeah, I know where they're at. So, I've always been traveling from a little boy, like I said, you know, even my mom, um, just to tie it together, my mom, um, she's been in the, the healthcare field um, her entire life looking after so many different people, but more of the, um, senior um, carers field, okay. um, top manager. Um, she she she's an inspiration for that, which is weird because even though she gave me a taste of that as a young kid, to to that was one of the jobs I was doing by the way before I transitioned to music. It was helping her out in the care homes, mm. um, which in the beginning it was like it's very rare for a young guy like myself for anyone to be going into a care home and want to care for people, right? And you think to yourself. I don't want to do something more fun. <laughs> but I love the fact that she dragged me in there because, again, it taught me everything's supposed to teach you something about yourself. And that taught me compassion mm. and to learn to, you know, give to, to people when they're in need, you know. Um, so fast forward to what you were saying. I, after the music industry, and I was like, man, I'm done with this. This is crazy. I'm traveling back and forth to the States. Um, and through family, I met my wife now. Um, Chanel, um, and I met her in Florida. I kept going to Florida. So we met. It's funny. We met. I was on holiday. We met, and she had she took no notice in front. No took no notice of me, and vice versa. Because we, I was here for holidays and friends, and my family knows her family. Um, and then it's funny. The day I was leaving to come home, back to England, my flight got cancelled, and there was no one to pick me up for the airport because I had to reroute to go the next day okay. and, except for Chanel <laughs> so my wife now came to pick me up um, and yeah got speaking and that's how I the rest is history the rest is history <laughs> so, but I was still living in England so I had to keep coming back every eight weeks can you okay. imagine eight every yeah. single eight and that's a real long distance real long because she was not going to have no long distance she was like I'm not having a long distance relationship so you make a decision it got to that point so I was like wow and again I do have family here um, so I was like alright cool I said you don't want to come to England though she says no it's too cold She's from Miami. Yeah. So you think like South Florida people, they be, yeah. Yeah. She's like, they act like Atlanta is freezing. Like, so yeah. <laughs> so I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I ended up, all right, taking the plunge and coming to, to America with a hundred, hundred pounds in my pocket. Mm. Mm. I left everything. Right? I left everything, my family, my mom, everything. And I, and, and I came to America on the hunch of love and it was a risk. But I needed to be with her. And like I said, just how I know Ronnie is with you, my, my wife is everything to me. Like That's my everything. Because she knew that obviously the transition to be here, I wasn't, I wasn't able to work or anything, you know, until mm. papers came through and everything. So I had to sit down. And that's tough for me because I've always been the front runner, the breadwinner. You know I mean, like, yeah. go out there and get it. And there was that stage where I couldn't do anything. So I was all relied upon her, right? 
and she took me on her back and she took care of me and made sure that I was good and comfortable and situated in Florida until I did get everything through and then mm -hmm. I was able to transition that over. But that, yeah, that was everything to me. So I think I say that to say this, I feel that the relationship of me and my wife kind of got me out of music depression before I could sink into, oh, here we go again. What am I going to do? It was like this new, you know, shiny toy of exactly. I've met love, you know? And right. I, I want to see what this is about now because this is not career-based now, right? This is about, this is reality. Um, and I'll be honest with you, man. I think at that point, my life changed in the sense of just knowing what true responsibility is because I've always had everything from 14 years old my way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So in the sense of I wanted to be, you know, a professional soccer player, I'd done it. Wanted to be an artist, I'd done it. So coming to America, it was a whole different book. <laughs> like no one warned me, man. Like, like <laughs> you on your like you really got to put the work in. Like it ain't there's no, you know what I mean? Like there's no healthcare for free. You know, I'm used to having free healthcare and free education. And you know, England had everything free. Taxes are higher, but it's yeah. free, right? In that sense. But here is like, nah, you got you. If you ain't got it, you're going to suffer. And I was like, wow. So that's when I started that transition of life. Like, wow, this is crazy. Like, we really have to fend for ourselves. If we don't fend for ourselves, we could be on the street. Mm. And for me, that was tough because I left everything where I would have been comfortable. Right. And that's the magic word we're going to use, comfortable. But sometimes it's not good to be comfortable, right? Because when you be comfortable, then it's like you will never push your limitations. You will never push where you could have been because you're so comfortable. That I like to be uncomfortable. So I didn't mind it. It was just a shock to me. So like I said, we regrouped. We understood what was going on. It was a shift for me. Even the culture was a shift for me. I bet, yeah. Because it was like, it was a bit more, I was exposed to different things. Like, you know, what as you see in the news every day and what we go through and stuff, I, I didn't, I saw those things in movies. I didn't know it actually happened, you know, until I started seeing it for myself. And I'm like, wow, this country's different. <laughs> right, and I used to be on the phone to my mom telling her she says you sure you don't want to come back home or whatever so I said nah I'm going to stick it out I'm going to stick it out I know I always got my, my place my home in England which is still there and stuff but I want to stick it out and I want to see what America is about you know I want to be I want to be even if I'm like one of the only people from, from where I'm from in London to come over to America and crack it I want to that's my legacy now that's my mm. you know fight so we've done that um and I went straight into being a fitness trainer because, again, I wanted to do something just to get me settled into America, but something yeah. fun. So I went into fitness training um, and then I became, it's funny, see, everything I do, I push myself and execute so much. I became the first um, regional fitness manager for Planet Fitness oh, in wow. South Florida. There's ne there was never a regional fitness um, director, period, in South Florida. Yep. And, I, and I've, I've got the news cuttings and everything at home still. I was the first, the first. So where was, I was looking over, you know, seven, eight different yeah. uh, so, clubs. So was the fitness piece... That was a bypass. The, it wasn't a passion, wasn't it? I was about to get I to it. Needed, I was about to say, like, like was jump. that... I just need to just so how did you get from the fitness piece into healthcare and, <gasps> and now becoming a prince? Uh, Not right. just healthcare, but the prince of prince, home right. So... I done fitness, uh, done a bit of coaching because that's okay. still my passion, football. So I done a bit of football coaching on the side. And again, I'm trying to find my way in America. Um, and I've done this for years and years and years. Um, in 2019, the biggest, and I'll say this, like the biggest, nobody knows this. I'm going to be, I'm just going to mm -hmm. just tell you for the first time ever. 2019, I was hit with medical problems. Nobody knows this. And I was struck down with sickness in 2019 uh, due to overworking, stress, because, you know, stress is a killer, right? Mm -hmm. It's a silent killer. Um, and my diet, man, was all over the place. Like, you know, Miami's all about cocktails and yeah. you know, fast food and whatever. And I'm not realizing and I'm not taking time to relax. And, you know, I'm just going at it. I'm going crazy. So 2019, I was struck down um, and I was in, and I was hospitalized. Um, and I think that was like the most craziest time for me because at that time, I thought I was invincible. I thought, I can't be sick. I can't like, no, nah, I'm not, 
the worst looking shape or I wasn't, yeah. you know, I, I, I yeah. thought it was based on that, but it's not, it's based on other things, right? You're, right. Like I said, your mental health and this and that. So when I was struck down, I was in hospital and I said, man, things have to change, man. I can't keep doing this. And I was, I remember being in the hospital and I said to my wife, I need to get back to who I was when I was young and being in front and helping people or inspiring people. I need to get to that. Um, so funny story. I was one day chilling in my hospital bed. I was looking and I was like, because Miami for me wasn't it for me because yeah. for me, it was more a relaxed state. It's a retirement state. Correct. Yeah. So I don't feel that the people that was I was around and there are people there now that I know that, oh, it's a big thriving um, state where there are successful entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. but where I was based, I didn't see any of that. So for me, I was like, well, I can't be here because this is not pushing me enough. So yeah. I'm on, I'm online and I'm checking. I'm like, where is, where is it that I can find some sort of like, you know, my people that are winning? Like, so I'm online and I'm seeing these entrepreneurs in Atlanta and I'm seeing like the scene over there and I'm seeing like, okay, wow, did, huh? What's going on? Like that. Lamborghinis and 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 there's some businesses and and there, there's masterminds. What's going on? You have to understand. In, in London, England, we've never seen that before. Zero, mm -hmm. like zero. We've never seen that, especially the African Caribbean um, community. Never seen that. So when I saw that on my app, I never forget. It was Instagram when I saw that. I was like, nah. This is where I need to be. This is where, this is Wakanda. Like, this is where it's at. Like, for me, yeah. again, for me, coming from a small place in London, it's everything to me. So I told my wife, I started following. I followed. There was one person that had a, um, this, this woman, she had a pink Bentley, right? And this pink Bentley was like, how audacious is that? Look at, look at this woman. Like, she's got a pink wrapped Bentley driving around Atlanta and I'm thinking nah this is too much so I told my wife look you have to trust me now remember she's from Florida she's from Florida yeah Florida she... people don't like to leave Florida I know this do you see what I, I was... do know this right. <laughs> so I, I spoke to her I said you have to trust me we I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to the next level but you have to trust me I'm gonna tell you that we're gonna have to move we're gonna leave everything we know here just like I did in London I need you to trust me if it doesn't work in one year I promise we'll come back to Florida, right? Because they're here. We're only like an yeah. hour and a half from the plane ride. But just trust me. She said, okay, let's go. So I got better. I packed my bags. We packed our bags, the kids, everything. And then we left. We left within, I would say, 2020. Flew out here looking for places, bloody, bloody, blah, came. And then we finally moved in the ending of 2020. Um, and uh, I'll be honest with you, family wasn't happy, her family, because that's all she, you know, they you know. But I needed them to trust me with this one. Because from what I saw, and this could have been a, a risk, what I saw, this is where I need to be. Mm -hmm. So the people that I followed, I said to my wife, look, I'm going to meet this 1% group, all right? Because I know they're making millions, and I know we're not. And I know they're driving the greatest cars and they got the biggest houses and they're killing it and they're doing masterminds and, you know. But I said it, I spoke it, I spoke mm. it. I said to myself, when I first met you and you didn't know who I was, I'm going to be on TSP. Yep. I said it. You understand? Like, it, it, it's that conviction of just knowing, right? So anyway, back to it. So when I moved there, there was an event. I never forget as an event and we was having dinner. We was packing in. Her family came to, you know, pack us in and, you know, help us settle in. And they were going for dinner. We were set to go dinner. I said, listen, there's an event tonight. I can't, I can't be at this dinner. And they were upset. You know? mm, thing. Like, come on. Yeah. That like, mom was there. That, that ever. I said, I can't, I've, something's telling me I got to be at this event. And it was what, an event. What was the event? It was a, it was a open party at uh, the loft in atlanta um mr and mrs two weeks out mm -hmm. uh they're like you know some of the biggest fitness um entrepreneurs in atlanta um jason right mr two weeks out and mr two weeks out. they had an event and i went down to that event by myself Hold up, but your wife's people like you trying to go to a party you're like so there's a networking I... event to people they're like man this is a party I we can know. see right through this yeah, I... <laughs> like, look, that's like in london this BS might fly. 
But listen, we from South Florida. We know a party when we see a party. That's exactly what they said. But I just had that regard. <laughs> I just said, I have to be there. Like, the way they the way they put the poster and the, yeah, come down, you know, stop by. I was like, no, I got to be there, man. And they was like, but you got, you don't have anyone to roll with. Nobody knows you. What was the goal? Was your goal like, hey, I'm this to meet them? Like, did you have a goal? No, my was goal like, was just, I just I just need to be in the room. I just need to be in the room. And, and something, see what if something yes, may happen. That's just, what it is. The spirit of expectation is something may happen if I get in the room. Yes, that's exactly what it was. Is I just need to be in the room because I feel like, and again, the people even that I followed, the major people, I didn't even know that they were going to be there at the time. But I just knew that there was going to be some sort of um, industry from Atlanta at this party, yeah. at, you know, at this event. So I went down there by myself. I went into the door. And I'm standing there by myself and I'm seeing that like, hundreds of people. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm, music's playing. I'm like, all right, cool. And then, Lord and behold, um, Mr. Two Weeks Out, Jason, he must have turned around and he saw me and he says, you good? You all right? Everything good? I don't know if he, he might have thought that. I don't know if I trust this guy. Or, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Or, do you know what I mean? I don't know. But he came up to me and said, you yeah. good? Well, so I said, yeah. And then he said, oh, you got an accent. What's your accent? So I said, oh, I'm from London, England. So I think at the time you might have thought, oh, you flew all the way to London for this event? <laughs> so I kind of rolled with it for a minute just to see like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, but he was so gracious and he was cool, man. Um, and from then, like every time I see him now, we cool. Do you know what I mean? Like he, yeah. he's a he's a great, good dude, man. Um, him and him and Mrs. Two like great people, great couple. Um, so he introduced me to a few people. He said, yeah, come with me, man. Let me introduce you mm. to a few people. So I was like, wow. This is crazy. So at this point, I'm assuming you're thinking, this is everything I came for. Yeah. I'm glad I came. Yes. When I get back, I'm going to tell Chanel and her people. Yeah, I'll be on the couch. <laughs> I'll be on the couch. But I can explain to her on the couch that at least something came something came out of it. Exactly. Right. So he introduced me. The first person he introduced me to was um, Alex, Good Energy, mm -hmm. um, who, again, great guy. Um, every time I see him, good friend. He's a lovely guy. He... He was speaking to me and he was like, yeah, you're from London. We have the same background, Jamaican root background. Mm, Alex, okay. Alex's family's from Jamaica. My family's Jacob. So, so we had that lingo as well going on. Um, and he, you know, killing it with the trucking industry. Um, and then it, it, it kept introduced, introduced, introduced. And I was like, is this for real? And then they introduced me to a guy named Brad. Um, and, I, and he seemed bubbly. And he seemed very like excited to to be talking to me. Something Brad is like, a bubbly dude. Very He's bubbly a bubbly dude, dude right? Energy, right? <laughs> that guy. Y'all remember we had we had Brad on the show a few episodes yeah, so ago. We'll see how this ties together. Y'all remember, right? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So he was speaking, and he said to me, um, "Yeah, I feel your energy. Your energy is amazing. Listen, why don't you uh, give me a call in the week, um, or when we have like a game night? They have this game night, right? Where like entrepreneurs hook up, you know." And they have this private game night. And I'm like, what? You're inviting me to the game night? He said, yeah, come by the house. I was like, oh, call my wife. Yeah, you can't never get I meant this, 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 whatever. I was gassed. Like, I was excited and I was gassed. So what was her initial? When I phoned her? Yeah. Was she like, great, babe. I'm glad you went. Or was she like, man, look, you better get back to the house. Like, she, like what, which way did that go? She was 50-50. She was like, uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay all right let's see i don't again i don't think she believed me because right. i called it a year before that i was gonna do this yeah so she was like she don't like to lose a bet so i was like all right cool <laughs> so anyway i left that party i didn't stay too long because i obviously didn't want to get on her nerves so i left um and i didn't think that they would contact me or anything yeah. i just thought it was you know just just yeah yeah we'll, yeah we'll come we'll come, I mean? yeah. yeah lord and behold like a week later i get a text I'm in a group. They put someone put me in a group. I'm like, oh god, I see everyone's name. Like, okay, yeah, you're invited to the game night tonight. Tonight. See, I'm like, <laughs> oh, we gonna do this? Brand yeah. short notice. Like yeah, this. short notice. No week. No tonight. So I didn't even say no. I just showed my wife. I said, what do you think? She already changed her mood. She was like, yeah, yeah, you gotta go to that. You gotta go okay, to that. Good. So I'm like, oh, so you on side? Okay, <laughs> okay, let's go. So I went down there. I'm seeing everyone and I'm meeting more and more and more people. Right. Um, I guess the excitement for everyone was, oh, he's from London. He's from London. Uh, so I'm like, you was milking that London day, boy. You're like, it makes you stand it out. Made, it did, but it made me feel weird at first because then I was like, I don't think I fit in. But then someone said to me, no, be you. 
Right. Be who you are because it's not 10, 20. Because that was the thing that made you stand. Right. Again, that's, that's the what, thing. That's the thing that made you special. Exactly. So I had to learn that. So I was like, all right, cool. Yep, that's me. That's who I'm from. That's where I'm from. Great. Then I'm talking to Brad and Brad's talking. And I'm like, so if we revert back to a year ago, I said the first person I followed was this girl with the pink Bentley. She started walking down the stairs. So I've met everyone and I'm like, so I'm like, yo, Brad, <laughs> this is the girl I followed a year ago. <laughs> a year ago, I said I was coming here, but it was that pink Bentley. This woman had this thing. She's the one I followed. You know what he told me? That's my wife. Yeah. And make sure if you didn't, we had Tron on the show too. Make sure you get the, oh my the few episodes. God. Make sure you go. You, if it's your first God. episode, you got to go back and watch that too. That was, I think that was the most epic moment when he said, that's my wife. I said, so you're telling it all ties together for you it now. Ties something. Because remember, I didn't know who Brad was Correct. when I followed yeah. her. Right? Yeah. When I got introduced to him a different way, then he brought me into his circle. Then he introduced me back to the same person I followed a year ago that made wow. me want to go to Atlanta. And when that came together, it was like, wow. And I told her, and to this day, me and Chonda laugh about it all the time. And it's like one of the most amazing thing. And I said to myself, I said, I always remember on that hospital bed, I said, I'm going to move to Georgia and I'm going to be a part of that. And not only did I become a part of it, they were my friends. We go, we travel together, we travel the world together, we do masterminds together, they teach me a lot, vice versa. Like, it's been crazy. And it was in a quick, quick, you know, split of a time. It wasn't based yeah. on five, 10 years or thing. It was just like, I came. You know, but but that's important. And I, I want to just put a pin in that for a second for everybody listening, because a lot of times we talk about people think I need this special strategy. Right. Or I need to know all these things. A lot of times you need to know the right people. Yes. A lot of times you need to get the right circle, right? And that can quickly catapult you from wherever you're at. Oh, and it could be from starting out to being in a group of people that sees. And it could be from being, you know, I'm already successful to being more successful. Yes. But so much is in the people that we connect with in the circle that we have around us. Yes. That, that You're exactly right. I think that's the number one thing. Like, pe like your environment is who you are. Like if you're around, if you're around a successful entrepreneurs, like I said, you have 10 successful, you have to become the 11. Even when I had enough, and you know what, the, the, you know, the crazy thing, I, I'll be honest with you, the, the crazy thing for me was, is that, okay, all these guys and girls have a lot of money, success, you know, they've put in the work, this, that, great. I really didn't have anything. So I didn't know if I was worthy to be in there. Mm. I'll be honest with you, man. I, I, I was like, this is a bit, nerve-wracking because it's like i don't know what to talk to you about yeah you know it was is that case um and then it's it was my birthday um the same year and i remember brad um trying to throw me like a little private party at um, the golf place what's it called again top top golf right and that was everything for me um and everyone came out and it was amazing it was and i was like right y'all doing this for me you don't even hardly know me you know, and I just thought like I've never seen that before. You know, that's crazy really? that you you would do that. They they threw that for me. So, and it was that night that Brad said to me, um, "You need to do home health care." And I'm like, "What? Why?" Because it's Brad. He's already built. He's already done a that. multiple seven already, figure. He's been in the he, like we call him the Godfather. Like he's done it like eight, ten years. He's already done it, right? He's, yeah. he's he's done. So when he's telling me that, I'm like, yeah. And he and he's helped other people do it before, prior. Right. So when he told me at first, I was a bit, mm, I don't know if he's just trying to sell me or something. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I'll be real. He did a whole party for you. Yeah, like, 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 what, that wouldn't be the perfect scene to sell you something. Right? right? It was just like, perfect, like mm, okay. And I started going, but I knew he was. But I was like, you know what? He told me that. And I said, like, all right, cool. Let me look into it. But I started, I started aligning everything. Like, remember, my mom has been in the healthcare for over 30 years. Right. And there comes this guy that God's put me in front of and tell me again, no, you need to be in health healthcare. I'm like, ah, my mom told me this years ago, right? Which was trying to get me in to understand and uh, teach me compassion. So it took me about a month or two to really think about it. And me and wifey said, all right, you know what? Let's see it, man. It wasn't a passion of mine. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just, can I just be real? Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't want to like. Yeah, please do. Because people just, I, I, they always say the shiny objects just to make this look cool. I'm just going to be real with you. 
It was not a passion of mine. You weren't like, and, if this football thing don't think work, about I'm going to get in there. I'm going to become the prince of the home health care. No, football thing don't work. No, that, was, right? that wasn't the initial plan. If it can get entertainment, what's next? You know what I mean? I might be a, 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 a gopher. Or, you know, I don't know. Right. So, so it, it, it had to resonate with me. Like, all right, cool. And it was when they invited me to, they done an um, event where they went to Walmart. I think it got national attention where they went to Walmart and spent like 100000 dollars on the community giving back right helping families and feeding them it was that day and i thought oh i love this feeling i came they invited me and i was bagging that day i was just bagging and even though people was like thank you so much forever i'm like well it wasn't me i just want to money <laughs> like, like, just helping back like but i like the feeling of you right. saying thank you that means i want to do that right like i want to see i want to see that person happy I want to see that person happy. I love the way. Look how she's crying. Look, look how we just from a Christmas shopping, she's get to save that couple hundred dollars now, um, and she can focus on on other things, right? Yeah. So, did you tell Brad yes that day, or was it still later? Like you no, still it, thought was, about it, it. It was. It was. Yeah, it was that day after the whole event. I said, "All right, we need to talk. I want to do this. I want to do this. This is this is just for that though. Yeah. Again, I didn't know about the." I didn't care about the shiny objects of what the profit could bring. It was more about, wow, this is crazy. I didn't really have passion for it, but I felt it was maybe a purpose now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got situated. They hooked me up with information, what I have to do. And I said, yeah, tell me what I have to invest in. Notice what I said. Tell me what I have to do to invest. I don't want no handouts or nothing. Yeah. I want to pay my way. I want to invest, A, because I want to support you as my friend. And make sure that you getting what you deserve. Mm -hmm. But I need you to give me the knowledge or the fishing rod so I can fish to feed my family now. So that's what we done. We spoke. We went into it. I invested in myself. And he taught me what he needed to teach me. Um, and we started the process um, of doing it. What made me feel amazing was the fact that I done my license and I got my license. Watch this now. When I went for my license, he told me it takes about 18 months, maybe a year. I got it in three months. Wow. 90 days. No, sorry. That was the Medicaid part. I got my license, my state license in 30 days. Mm. Something that takes nine months to a year. Now, what, what was so short about it? Does it normally take a long time just because of legal paperwork yeah. and stuff like that or yeah, was it like some tests you had to take or something lot, no it was a lot of paperwork that um that we had to go through right um and that's why it takes and it says it take you between six months to a year maybe even 18 months so the fa so you have to understand but watch this i was and I, i'm sorry i skipped this part i was working when i came to georgia oh, obviously yeah. i was working um doing my my training soccer training or something like that um on the day and this is what confirmed. On the day that I got my license, is the same day that I got fired from my job. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, I got fired from my job um, because I think I think I had like I broke my toe and I was out for two weeks, and then I had COVID, and then I was out for another three four weeks, and they didn't like the fact that they had to keep paying me under my contract, right? And they didn't mm -hmm. like that, so they was able to say, you know, what? this is crazy. So we parted ways. I would say I would say more of parted ways. Um, and on that day, again, I was like, I came to Georgia, no job. That night, I got an email saying I got my license on the same day. And that's what confirmed me. And let me know God's got my back. That's, that's what confirmed me. You understand? Imagine yeah. leaving your job in the morning, not knowing how you're going to feed your family. And, and you're in upstate. Get it. Right. And then later yeah. that night, I got the email. That's good. Saying. So let me, let me ask you this. Um, when you looked at healthcare, other than Brad telling you why, right? Somebody, somebody watching now may be like, healthcare. Like, what about healthcare? Right. Why healthcare? Like, talk about how big that opportunity is. Oh man. Well, first of all, healthcare for me is like the biggest industry, right? Because everyone needs healthcare. It don't matter what job you do. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur. I don't care what you do in life. Everybody needs healthcare, right? So, first of all, that's a trillion, trillion dollar industry to be in, right? Whether you're doing home health care, doctor, medical transportation, it goes on and on and on and on. You can just groom your business to something out of this world. So that 
was the, the fact that the opportunity of growing in this thriving industry was so amazing. big, yeah. huge, right? Yeah. And then it was the the need of giving and helping people. Mm -hmm. You see, I learned to love what I do. And I'll tell you how I got into the name and everything. But I learned to love doing what I do because I love to help people. I literally, when I got my first client and saw the tears in their eyes and said yeah. that I saved them, and the second client said the similar thing, and then the third, and, the, and it kept going, I just got addicted to this. I'm addicted to marketing and getting clients, not only to just grow my business, but just to know that I'm helping this family. Exactly. You understand? So I... I I'm making an impact on the family. Yeah. I'm making an impact on the work economy because now I'm hiring so many nurses. So right. many CNs, well, we're so many LPNs. Yeah. We're going to talk about that. And then I'm making an impact on my family. Now, for somebody watching, like, what exactly is home health care? Because a lot of people may not be familiar. Right. So home health care business. So home health care is when we send out nurses, C, C, um, LPNs, um, CNAs, PCAs, right, um, into the home. So instead of being in hospital where... Mm -hmm. It costs, you know, a lot of money to be in hospital. We're telling you, you can go in your home and we can send the, the medical assistants into the home to look after you, okay? Whether it be um, non-medical or, you know, or medical. Whether it's medical, we'll send the nurses and the LPNs and the team around you just to make sure you're comfortable, um, you know, and your and your living is, is, you know, is great. Um, if it's non, if non-medical and you need, you know, help with bathing um, or feeding, we can send that, you know, mm -hmm. send CNAs or PCAs into the home to help them. And, so, and for your business, is it, are these like older people, they're younger people? So I started- Because a lot of times I know people think of home healthcare is the older seniors, right? right? Like I think naturally, when I, I used to first right. hear about it and I say, okay, you're taking, you're taking care of seniors. Right. But exactly. it doesn't necessarily have to be. No, my market, which I started in is pediatrics. Right. Wow. So okay. you have the, the, you have the seniors, which is the bigger market, which we've just gone into uh, i'll tell you about that it's an exclusive um, <laughs> but we started with pediatrics because that's what you know that's what um brad was doing and everyone around him he, you know he made like i said other successful companies um they were all doing that so it was only natural for me to let me just follow the group exactly let me not go a different route. doesn't like it yeah. yeah let me follow that a lot of people like try to take something yeah i, I don't get a that, cause though. mentorship man no matter what it is and be like okay that's how you're doing it yeah. all right i'm gonna change these two things no it did. I'm going to follow the right. blueprint, and it works, right? right? And I followed the blueprint. Now, the only thing I would give, he always, if you speak to him and you, you ask him or even Toronto, they always give me and Chanel the credit. I give them the credit for even just opening eyes, but they give us the credit based on this, and I understand. We, when they did it, they did it. Remember, they've been they they've been legends eight, ten for long years, time, right? Yes. Long times. But post pandemic, I became the post pandemic kid because I done it a little different marketing wise to. To build my company because 10 years ago it's different to now after well, post uh COVID. COVID, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So I can't be doing the exact same thing of what they were doing 10 years ago. I had to come with my own formula and my own blueprint on top of what I learned from them to create a powerhouse to build my company up. And that's that's what I mastered. I was able to do that um and build my company very, 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 very quickly. Um and that's and that's that's what that's what it's about, right? That's you're supposed to you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to let the mentee grow and and get to that level. That's then good. I can hand down the bat. And in that right there, I tell people all the time that if they come under the mentorship of somebody, right, it should not be your mentor's um, role or their desire to keep you under them. You know what I mean? Like like because there's a lot of people like a lot of ego gets in the way and a lot of you know, like a lot of that stuff gets in the way. And my thing is like, I love it when clients um, build businesses larger than mine. Right. Now, what I tell them is, I don't think I ain't coming for you. <laughs> right. I think, I think, what I tell them is, you not, don't think yes. you're going to leave me behind. You're not going to leave me behind. Yes. I'm going to applaud you. I love you. Yes. But you've now given me back yeah, the but I'm, say, oh, really? But I'm coming, yeah. Right, nah, yeah I'm don't, coming. don't try to leave me like some old man in the dark. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming for it. <laughs> that's exactly how it was. And that's as I was saying. Like, he he put, I said this to him the other day. I said, man, you put, you put like some mad battery in my back because <laughs> what you've exposed me to <laughs> i'm taking this like i love it like you know georgia whatever but you have to yeah. understand i'm not from georgia yeah. so my my reach is coming different like i've got people in i'm connecting with in canada in australia in europe so i'm my thing is built different right yeah and it's gonna take time you know i've got a five-year plan um but 
but it's going to get there. And I know what I'm doing and I know what I'm going for. And I know why I branded myself, who I am, which we'll get yeah. to. And, and yeah, and I, I want to ask about that because that the Prince of Home Healthcare, is that their five-year plan to to create other companies and give other people the vehicle to success and wealth yeah. like you have yourself? Exactly. And that's what we're doing right now. Um, I was actually labeled that um, from a client um, who she, the parents said to me, you're my prince. And I'm like, why? Because you help save my family. And if I didn't get your services, I don't know if my child would be living today. So you're always going to be my prince. So we were fun, we were joking about it. I was like, yeah, I like that. Prince of home healthcare. And she says, that's it. That's who you are. You are our prince of home healthcare. And then I thought about it. And then I was like, yeah, I love that. Now I could have said, you know, people would be like, oh, the king. I would never call myself the king because there's so many kings out there that's pointed, right? And, I, and I'm not, I'm not egotistic like that, number one, right? Um, and like I said, I respect who I respect as godfathers and godmothers and of mm-hmm. the game. But I call myself the prince because it's like the fresh prince of the lair. I'm the fresh prince of home health care. Yeah. <laughs> right, I like that. Right? That's the rap now. Okay, uh, so I, yeah, I was named that from a patient and then I took that on and I, and I just said, yeah, that is who I am. I am the prince of home health care where I'm going to not only help these families um, in need, um, all over, all over the world, right? But I'm going to be able to help entrepreneurs or like-minded um, figures that want to get into the business and want to scale their business and want to reach. Because if I can help, if I can help you, and and, and you help a hundred families, yeah, I've saved, I've helped you save a hundred families, right? And it, and enough, and if I can do that, multiply that by ten and a hundred different entrepreneurs in yeah. home healthcare, that's amazing. I I got three questions I want to ask you that I know that our viewers. That are saying, okay, is this an opportunity for me? I know that they got. Right. Number one, do the families that you serve or that they'll serve have to be wealthy? Does the do they do the families have to have wealthy? Oh, hell do they have to have money? Because no. I know they're thinking like, okay, like who's going to pay for all of this? No. So like the particular um, program that we're under is a gap program, which um, is Medicaid provided this, and we give free in-home services, free. So it's a benefit to the people because they don't even have to pay out of their pocket. No. But they get better home care. Yes, they get the home health care. They get all the services they need, and 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 Medicaid pays for that. And I would assume that make it much easier for you to market, because you're telling them I like, I'm from hey, you. I'm just giving you exactly right. So I take an instance for today when I was driving here to the studio. You guys got um, you got a health center on on the corner, mm-hmm. um, and there was a person, a, a guy, he was trying to uh, cross the road with his wheelchair. So I actually stopped the car and pushed him across, right? Just just like an hour ago before I got here. And he was like, why? Why did you do that for me? Because I said, you're, I need to make sure you're safe so you can get back into the center. And he says, um, do you, like, what do you do? So I was telling him like, what I do. And he said, can I have your card? Because, you know, I'm going to need these type of, you know, this type of help. Is there something that I yeah. can do? Like, you know, my family will pay and whatever. And I says, depending on if you have certain insurances, which he did. I said, no, you're going to get free services. I'm actually going to help you. This was today. I need, I need a commission off of that. Yeah, yeah. That's Because if you weren't were coming here, you would have got their business. <laughs> but that was God. He bought me yeah, so, You see what I'm saying? So it's like, but I'm just trying to show you how it's so, and, and I said, yeah. another client. So I, you know, text my team and my, my wife and say, yeah, we're about to get another client. And the family's going to, you know, contact you tonight at six. Uh-huh. And we're going to enroll them. But it, this uh-huh. is how easy it is. Let me ask you a second question, right? right. So we cleared that up. Yes. Um. So y'all, y'all paying attention, right? Watch these, these questions. I know y'all got them, right? <laughs> so number one, they don't have to have money, right? Nope. Those programs and the government assistance that can actually pay for it, use it for providing the service. Yes. Number two, somebody's saying, well, do I have to be a nurse, a doctor, or a healthcare professional to run a business like this? No, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a doctor. I have zero experience. Um, I had zero experience in the medical field. You don't need none of that, okay? All you need is a compassionate heart, the willing to learn and the willing to execute, and, and you'll be able to run um, a business like, like mine. Um, very easily it's it like and that's the big that's a big myth because i heard that coming into it oh so you must be uh, a doctor or you know you have to be a nurse yeah. i'm like no you don't you know so anybody can, if you're watching this anybody, anybody can get started in this business anyone can start like you can start start now and start getting your first client and you you start it's it's amazing okay. it's all amazing. right the third question i know people got it just watching right mm-hmm. somebody's saying well this sounds interesting but i'm scared of the liability like if I go in, if somebody gets hurt, something happens, is that like, is insurance for it sky high and I can't afford to get into this type of business because insurance is going to be too much? No. Is it, 
Is this something I should be extremely worried? I mean, of course, you're worried about taking care of people. Yeah, that's in, the, in any in any field. Any right? field, yeah. yeah, any field. You have to be careful. But we have, you know, you have you have your your, your insurance, your liability. It's not expensive at all um, to get in. Like people have this thing of like you have to pay, you know, thousands and thousands to get in, or you need to be a doctor or this and that. You you don't need that. Like it's again, knowledge is key. Once you yeah. know the right people, or once we can help serve you and give you the right key. It's easy. Again, I got my license within three months and then I got my Medicaid license within another, I mean, 30 days. And then I got my Medicaid license in three months. So all in all, it took four months to get me all set up and ready to go. That's unheard of. That's crazy, right? How how long? It took four months to get up and get going. Stop. How long? Because I know you built it to a seven-figure business. Right. How long to build that first seven-figure? So it took me just under nine months to be a million dollar company. Wow. Just on, and it's funny because- I should have had a home healthcare business. Yeah. It, took me, <laughs> it took me way longer than that. And that was my first try though. That's what was killing it. But here's two things. It's funny because it was way past the million dollar mark at nine months. So I didn't even track it. It could have been like much sooner or not. We just, we just, I remember we were out and I said, let me check the numbers. I was like, oh snap, a million dollar company. Um, so that was then. But now I'm more in the fact of because how I know it works is because there's people doing it even quicker, right? Mm. Seven months, six months, four months, three months. I have, I've been working with families um, and they're doing it in rapid time. I'm not even going to, I'm not going to put their business out there, but they're doing it in. But, but, but what I'm seeing here, right? The, the common thread between you when you started and the people that you're helping now right. is uh, having a blueprint right, and having a mentor. Yes. Right. Yes. Cause, because, Yes. Just because you start any kind of business, I don't care what it is, don't mean you're going to be successful. Nope. But when you got the blueprint, yeah. right, people always say, like, there's no shortcut. Right. In business, there is a shortcut. Yes, the is. shortcut is. is get with somebody that's already done it, and that can show you exactly step by step by step. Do this, do this, do that. Right. Don't do those things. Right. Already made those mistakes. Right. Come over here and do these things. This is where the opportunity is. But that's exactly what happens. So this is why it's so, so, and I need you to, I need people to listen to this. It's so important to have a mentor, right? Because think about it, like you just said. You can do it by yourself and you can, I'm not saying you can't, I don't want to put that out there. You can do it by yourself. But like you said, you're going in blind. You're going in like, it, it's a risk. It's a, why risk years and years of trying to figure it out when you have a mentor that can steer you in the exact place of where you want it. If I wanted to, if I'd done it myself, I would have done it because I'm persistent and I would have made it. Yeah. But it would have took me about at least two or three years to hit that. I'll be honest yeah. with you, right? It wouldn't have took me under nine months. It took me about two or three years. But because I have a, I had a mentor at the time holding my hand and saying, okay, don't do that. And then I was to phone him and say, what about this? And can I do this? And yeah, you can do that. And can I have this type of that's client? That's shortcut. Like, yeah, oh, I can get that type of client? All right, cool. Let me bet. So that's that shortcut. It really does work. It really does. Like, it's amazing. So that's what I am trying to do now. I'm trying to like, the, the biggest, the biggest flaw what we have in home healthcare history is two things. Staffing. <laughs> very hard to get great staffing. Um, and clients, right? Like, this company is like, oh, I've had my company for two years and I only have, you know, eight clients. And I'm like, well, that don't make sense. That's crazy, right? Like, I had eight clients in my first week. So these are the things you can directly help you. Yes. Now, look, for, hold on, right. I want to help them. I want, I want to talk about this. So I know you got a way that you're helping people now with something you just recently launched. Right. Before we go there, right, um, I want to I want to I want to I want to end on this before we go to how you can help the people. Right. And y'all going to love this. First, um, we talked about your personal journey, your business journey. Right. Um, you talked about three things coming together. And I, I've heard you, you know, tell me about those things, right? Yes. Tell me what these these three pieces are, uh, why they're important. And then I want to get to how these people can get a hold yeah, of man. you and what you just released. Perfect. So this is, we call this the pyramid of success, right? Especially, it can work in any field. Right, any industry, any field, but this is what we use for home health care, the pyramid, right? Which is purpose, passion, and then profit. Three P's, right? Mm -hmm. Super three P's. Purpose, passion, profit. Purpose, because purpose is that calling, right? That calling, that those things, those, those, those pins and needles in your stomach that you know what you're doing is you're meant to do this, right? So that's my purpose. And I and again home healthcare or healthcare was not a passion for me. So I knew that you could, you see, people don't understand, you can leave with passion for us and you can go to a dead end. Correct, yeah. right? Music was a passion. Soccer was a passion. Dead end, dead end, right? 
But purpose was something where God was saying to me, nah, this is what I need you to do. And he just got to help my kids, help my people, right? And I grew to love it so much it became a passion. So after the purpose and you find your calling, you find your purpose, then comes the passion because now I'm passionate to get up every day and just, you know, help this client and help mm -hmm. that client and help this entrepreneur. And, and that's, you know, I'm on that every day now, right? And then the profit will come. Don't worry about the profit. Don't go into it for the money, right? The money will come. It's going to be, you have to get paid anyway, right? You have to. Right. So it's going to come, right? Um, it's just how much you want to make. It's all up to you, right? But that's that's what I lead with. Purpose, passion, and profit. That is my slogan. Like it's, it's been out there probably before and whatever, but I've just kind of adopted that and just run with that. And that's what's kind of made me successful with my company. I love it. So you uh, harness those three, right? Uh, purpose, passion, profit. And now you've created something to help other people that want to get into home health care. Yes. To have success like you had, but even faster because now they're going to have super fun. the ultimate blueprint. What, what yes. is that? You just create. So I've got this amazing program, amazing course called the Home Healthcare Marketing Playbook. All right. And what it does is, so the audience that I'm looking for, um, I haven't ventured to the whole, you know, big scope of it. I just focus on existing businesses or brand new businesses. So you have to be started. You have to already started. Yep. You know, you've got your team, operations, whatever. But you're struggling to find clients. You're struggling to find staffing. You're struggling to get great partnerships so you get an influx of clients. I am the guy for that, okay? Mm -hmm. I've done it with myself and I've done it with many families that will be coming out to share their story. And they are growing extremely fast, extremely fast, just because of the plays they've took taken from my course. Um, and again, I give everything, you know, the course and then there's the you know, how to staff that. And then after how to staff that, you know, we got to make sure you get the right partnerships. You know, I can, I have a partnership that I just done a deal with, uh, you know, I think it was like three, four months ago and they've already given me 15 clients. Mm. By itself. 15 clients can, can really generate into like a quarter of a million dollar business by itself. So even wow. if I started again tomorrow and I started with these 15, I've already got a quarter of a dollar, uh, quarter of a dollar, quarter, of a dollar, quarter of thousand dollar company within one play. Yeah. I have, tons like over 20 different players in this course i have um information exactly how to staff because people lose staffing because they don't know how to treat their staff let me say it one more mm -hmm. time people lose staff because they don't know how to treat their staff i have a whole blueprint of how to get the best staffing then i have the another blueprint of how to get big partnerships right big hospitals like i said you know the the, the hospital the big hospitals and why they should use your business and, and when people get discharged why they flood that to your business mm -hmm. this is endless man my business is unlimited like it's impossible for me to ever stop this because it's just unlimited and i'm just going to keep going and keep going but the number one thing i want them to take from my um course is that i am here to hold your hand and make sure that you become six and seven figure company and I'm the type of person that now because I have all the freedom, right? Because you, you got to think I've got tons and tons of nurses and everything on the front line who I love so much and they're doing the hard work. I now have the freedom and the time to do great interviews and podcasts like this. Yeah. So I have all the time in the world, right? To travel. and So I want to put you some of that time now to help these other companies that are struggling to make sure that they can feed their families and they can feed these kids and these these um seniors that need help right, right yep. so that's what i want to do that's what I, so that's what my course is about the home health care marketing playbook i promise you we're going to help you find the clients we're going to help you staff the clients and then we're going to help you get amazing partnerships so you get influx of clients coming in every single month it's amazing so all right so how can they find the course how can they find you right so home health care marketing in playbook.com go to that link get signed in let's let's have a talk let's get into it and i'll show you exactly what we're going to do or you can find me on instagram london boy living um so that's just me day to day um you know not just about the business but just me with my kids you know traveling um having fun and just you know just you know life not just about selling selling or business but it's about just having a great life and a great balance my you know my mom always says balance is key Right. So and that's what London Boy Living is about. Um, that's who I am. Um, so you can find me on London Boy Living on Instagram. Um, all the rest of the handles, um, TikTok, um, YouTube, Prince of Home Healthcare. OK. And again, the course, um, Home Healthcare Marketing Playbook is going to be the biggest. When I say the biggest, the biggest marketing playbook you've seen because it's going to 
it's going to boost everything for you within at least 90 days. That I'm going to hold to it because I've done it with so many different families now and different companies. So I'm ready to just give this out. Perfect. So you heard it here. I know um, a lot of you are excited, saying, hey, this is a huge opportunity. Make sure you check it out. Make sure you check out Josh Newell. Uh, excited to have him on to talk about his journey. Was that an amazing story or what, y'all? His journey, an amazing story from, you know, the roots of playing uh, soccer. I mean, football, football, football. football oh, in oh, 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 oh. I tried to my bad. I tried to sneak it in. Oh, football, football, football oh, in London <laughs> <laughs> to building, right? a huge uh, business in home health care to becoming a prince of home health care. Make sure you follow and make sure you hit the link and we'll see you next week with another amazing episode of guess what? The traffic sales and profit show. The combo. Your home for conversations on black entrepreneurship and wealth available on your favorite platforms.